What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Five Rings Podcast. Road to Tokyo on the Sports Podcasting Network. Your weekly fix leading up to the 2020 Olympic Games with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramay. Follow us and listen to us live on Twitter at Five Rings Podcast and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Sports Podcasting Network for more content. Good day, good night, and welcome to the Five Rings Podcast. Road to Tokyo 2020, or will we? That's the question. I'm Kevin Larmay with Dwayne Rollins, as always. Joining us this week to start the show, Dan Orlowitz, journalist for the Japan Times. Live in Japan, Dan, how you doing tonight for us, this morning for you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for having me. I w- wish, as always, it could be under better circumstances, but uh, this is this is the new normal, isn't it? It is the new normal, Dan. And we were talking a bit off air before we we started to roll here. So I think before we get into the Olympic stuff, which of course is the purpose of this interview, just in general, what have things been like uh, in Japan uh, for those that aren't completely familiar with what's happening over there? Well, what is the spirit like? What sort of the restrictions? What what are what's life like in Tokyo in Japan right now? Uh, for the last month or so, I guess we're really th- three weeks. Uh, we've been dealing with uh, a lot of shutdowns in terms of uh, no no big sporting events, no big concerts, no festivals. Uh, we've had shortages of the what appear to be the three staples, which are uh, disinfectant, masks, and toilet paper. Uh, the supermarkets have been pretty well stocked. We haven't really had issues with food shortages so much. Uh, travel seems to be down. The, the tourism industry is taking a big hit. And uh, as a subtle transition, you know, we, we've got this uh, small uh, international sporting event called the <laughs> Olympics. I don't know if you guys have heard about this one, yeah, yeah. but it, it's supposed to be uh, kicking off in uh, mid-July. So uh, we're, we're sort of trying to make our way to that question mark. Fair enough. Um, that's a big ambitious thing to get to by July. I think we all understand. Uh, in terms of the other sporting events, like how close are you in Japan to having uh, events start again? The J League, um, other sports, the baseball. I'm sure. How close are they, or are they close at all? 
Well, uh, baseball was supposed to open uh, today, uh, March. It's March twentieth here. Uh, it was baseball was supposed to open today. They postponed. Uh, I read an article this morning that I think they were looking at April tenth as a start date, and they've sort of come to terms with that not happening. Uh, the J League was supposed to reopen. The, the the first date was March 18th. The second date was April 3rd. Uh, now they're talking about as late as May, uh, about May 1st, I think, is the next date they're looking at. Uh, that's to be decided next week. Uh, I was in an, an odd news conference, like a, like a video conference with the chairman uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and they're taking the step of eliminating relegation for this season, uh, just because the, the teams are going to be playing on sort of uneven ground and they can't uh, guarantee the integrity of the competition, essentially. Uh, but they do want to have something competitive and they do want the players to have something to play for. So it's going to be promotion only, uh, which is something that uh, MLS fans will hopefully appreciate. <laughs> one thing that is fascinating to me dan also is it's four months give or take day by day to the beginning of the potential olympic tokyo 2020 57 percent of the qualifiers have taken place 57 percent of the athletes have qualified for the olympics it means 43 percent haven't and pretty much all the qualifiers have been postponed to, to june or so in most cases which is cutting it very close Four months away, today at least, uh, the International Olympic Committee actually a couple of days ago mentioned that we're still far away from taking drastic decisions. But looking at everything else, seems we're close to it. When do you think is it time to take a decision about postponing it either by weeks or so or even maybe a more drastic decision? I think that the decision has to be made uh, as soon as they're able to make it. Uh, I think that if you look at the online chatter, there's sort of a lot of uh, chuckleheads in the peanut gallery going, oh, well, why don't they, you know, it's, it, it's obvious. Why don't they just cancel it? And uh, on face value, it is sort of obvious, but... You know, the Olympics aren't just, you know, it's not a community potluck. It's an event with uh, hundreds and thousands of stakeholders and billions of dollars and contracts upon contracts upon contracts upon contracts. And, you know, they, they've got to untangle that Gordian's knot before they can do anything. And uh, I'm sure that they're working on it. Uh, but but it's not easy. So I, I would assume that as soon as they can figure out how to postpone the games uh, without damaging too much pride or too many commercial deals, then they'll do it. Well, which leads me to this question, Dan. What we've seen from the uh, Tokyo Organizing Committee was a... They're like, oh, we still have plenty of time. We still have plenty of time. And they say, we have a task force. The task force has been established since early February. <laughs> Is it possible? Maybe I'm mistaken and let me know if I am. But we've seen other government or other places react quite slowly to eventually be 
announcing drastic measures. Is it possible that the decision is taken behind the scenes, but they're just making it feasible? They're just finding a way to either actually postpone the Olympics, which would be unprecedented, or just canceling. And maybe the decision is made beyond closed doors, but what would it take to postpone an Olympic, in your opinion? Uh, I think that the the biggest the biggest issue is going to be uh, I, I and again this is sort of my uh, this is my my personal opinion and this is just sort of based on discussions I've had I think a lot is going to come down to whether athletes from overseas can get into Japan now for example I believe on Thursday the US government issued a, a strong advisory against traveling overseas. Uh, I, I, I don't quite know the full details of that, but if, if Americans can't travel overseas, the Olympics aren't going to happen uh, because there's no way, you, know, you, you can't have a legitimate Olympics without the U.S. participating. And NBC, which which is you know, probably the biggest stakeholder in all this financially, I mean, aside from say the IOC and and the Tokyo and the Japanese government, they're not going to air an Olympics without U.S. athletes, and it's it's next to impossible to declare. Yeah, the the USOC can't guarantee that however many hundreds of, of athletes and coaches and team staff are safe, are clean, to say nothing of all the fans. So I, I think that if it's in a situation, the, the easiest out is that if the, the U.S. can't participate, then they're going to have to move it back. If it's, you know, Fiji or Tonga can't send their, their token delegation of five athletes, that, you know, the IOC will live with that because, uh, of course... You know that that that's just sort of what they're going to do, but the IOC can't afford to have its big players miss the Olympics. Uh, I think that Japan would rather the IOC make the call because then Japan gets to save face, and I'm sure the IOC wants Japan to make the call so that the IOC can save face. So no, nobody's really in a position to make the, the a move here, uh, but eventually someone's going to have to make it. I it would be shocked if they outright canceled these games. I mean, as you say, there is too much money involved. So postponement is what we're probably looking at. From that perspective, would it make sense to logically just back it up a full calendar year and, and have these as the 2021 Olympic Games? Or would they try to maybe just play it month by month, so to speak? Is, is that fair in the athletes if, if they do it that way? I don't. I don't think you can play in month by month just because of like. Look at how the situation keeps deteriorating day by day. Like, it. This isn't like uh, you're going out. You know, golf. Going out on a Sunday golfing foursome with your buddies, and you get to the course and it's raining a bit, and you say, "Oh, we'll wait it out in the clubhouse. Maybe in an hour we'll get started." It's the Olympics. You know, they, they have to be, if if they decide that they're going to start it, uh, they have to be able to guarantee that, uh, you know, if we start on time, if we start, then we're going to get through the next two weeks and finish everything. 
And that's to say nothing of the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. If you're pushing back the Olympics, what's happening to the Paralympics? Think about those athletes who have been busting their ass and training and doing qualifying events. You know, like they're, they they aren't less deserving of their chance to perform because you need to adjust the Olympics. So consideration needs to be made towards them. And that consideration, you know, the, I'd, the Paralympics have, have barely been in the conversation of whether the Olympics will go on as scheduled or not. Um, so in that context, I do think that moving things back a year is sort of the safe play. Um, Cancelling, I don't think is going to happen. And just, you know, saying we'll move it back to October, you know, that, that, that all sounds well and good until there's a flare up in September. And then all of a sudden we're having this conversation again. So I think if you move it back to summer 2021, at, at least that's a starting point. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's, it's there's a lot of confusion here, right? As, as we all understand, what is the general feeling amongst just the average people in Tokyo, as far as you can gather? Anyway, is this something that they want off of their plate right now? There's too much to handle. Otherwise, there have been a, a couple of public opinion polls, and uh, I think around seventy uh, percent have said that they expect the games to be postponed. Uh, last night, uh, Kaori Yamamoto, who uh, was a, a bronze medalist in the uh, 1988 Seoul Games in, in judo when it was a demonstration sport, uh, she told the Asahi Shimbun that they should delay it, and she's on the JOC. So what you're starting to see is members of the IOC and the JOC, not necessarily high-ranking members, uh, but members, nonetheless, are starting to break ranks, and especially the athletes seem to be breaking ranks, while the NOCs are sort of closing ranks. Um, I saw that the president of the, of the, the Spanish Olympic uh, Committee was sort of a bit wishy-washy, but in Japan, I mean, the mood is pretty... It, 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 we are not pumped for the olympics in four months there is no sense of celebration uh they are telling crowds to stay away from the torch relay uh they are you know the the torch is supposed to arrive in japan today i forget exactly what time but uh it's it's not good uh it's not good and the like yesterday or the other day the biggest the sort of most viral news story was that uh, someone at the Olympics confirmed that ticket holders aren't eligible for refunds in the event that the games are canceled. Uh, so obviously that sort of policy is made with the notion that there's no way the Olympics could be canceled. Uh, yet here we are. If, if it is to be canceled... Is there a deadline before that could happen? Is there like a date or a time frame in your mind where if a decision hasn't been made officially, still we need to figure out a way to... Is there a date where the public needs to ask either the Tokyo government to tell the Tokyo 
I would say, organizing committee and the International Olympic Committee to, to cancel the games. Is there a moment where the population takes a decision if the government or the organizing committee or Olympic committee don't? I don't think that the not that I would expect our population to rise up as one and ask to cancel things because Lord knows we don't have um, a very c- civic minded society, not civic minded society, but it's a very sort of politically apathetic society. Um, I, I don't know if whose hands the decision is in. I think everyone assumes that the government would have to make the call. But then again, uh, when the IOC moved the marathon from Tokyo to Sapporo, that was a very much a unilateral decision done over the objections of uh, the, or- the Tokyo Organizing Committee and the Tokyo government. So if the IOC can do that, you know, can, can the Japanese government really make the call? Uh, I, I do think it's going to come down to the IOC, and I think that it, it's hard to tell if Japan as a whole is is going to be against the games being held. I, I don't think so, just because the country has so much at stake and so much of the infrastructure improvements over the last five, ten years maybe not 10, but the last five years or so, I mean, so much of that has been toward this moment. So much of that has been done with the intent that you know, of having these, these Olympics and establ- you know, establishing Tokyo as a truly international city. And I think that a lot of people are afraid to give that up, and that's understandable. Uh, so as far as a deadline... Yeah, it, it's really hard to tell. I think it, it depends on what the situation is in the rest of the world in a week or a month or two months from now. When I look at the situation right now with what the example, the Canadian Olympic Committee and other, other Olympic committees around the world are telling their athletes, okay, do not train, do not do anything for another two months at least in public or in infrastructures, in a lot of sports, especially when we're looking at uh, different sports with infrastructures like track cycling or sports team, uh, team sports, sorry, in the Olympics. All these sports, there's no practice or, or training happening for the next two months. It's not even fair to the athlete to, to, to have to compete this year. The cycle is already broken. The preparation, the timing, the peaking is already out of whack. What is the only fair thing to do for the athlete in your mind? Uh, I'm uh, I'm not an athlete. Uh, it's uh, hard for me to, to say, but I, I do agree with the sentiment uh, that some athletes have come out and said, which is that if the IOC is going to be athletes first, if they're going to claim to be athletes first, they have to listen to the athletes. And if the athletes are saying, we can't do this, then they need to be listened to, and you know the, the situation has to be evaluated. Um, the 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 calendar for the next couple of years is uh, screwed up. It's it's back to a blank slate, and that's the the reality. And you know if everyone just has to get in a room 
maybe a well-ventilated room with chairs two or three <laughs> meters away from each other and and sit down and hash it out. And I, I don't think anyone's going to come out of it happy. But all the stakeholders, the 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 sporting federations, the Olympic federations, the broadcasters, uh, they all need to work something out. I, I just, I, I hope that, you know, if it's an issue of the money that's been invested, you know, NBC needs to, NBC and then, of course, the other Olympic broadcasters do need to think about the greater good here. Um and that's that that's really what it comes down to everyone's got to work for each other and help each other get through this because we all i think we all want the olympics to happen maybe not in on july 24th but you know nobody wants to see the olympics canceled nobody wants to see athletes you know sitting in self isolation in their apartments uh we all want to see competition we all want things to get back to normal and if in the short term that means postponement then so be it dan you were mentioning it it would be quite interesting to have them in a room a few meters apart or it would be a fascinating skype call i wish i was part of that skype call too dan erlovitz journalist for the japan times in Tokyo. Thank you for your time today. We wish you all the best and we hope that everyone around you and yourself is safe. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone, just stay in. Wash your hands. Uh, I guess we'll get, we'll get through this somehow. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you to Jan. The Five Ring Podcast is back. Dwayne, the road to Tokyo just got a whole lot longer. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, it seems like, look, it is very difficult. It's inevitable. Sorry. It's like, it's, I just yeah. I don't see any other thing. Yeah, uh, like, like we're just thinking about like Evan Dunby. Like, they can't, you can't go for a 50-kilometer walk right now, you know? It's, well, you can't. The distance runners actually, they might be able to train. They are alone, but it'd be more the basketball players or the field hockey players or, or whatever. Uh, they're the ones that are going to really struggle within this. Or the wrestlers. You know, there was a great, uh, there was a great post by Rosie, uh, Rosie, our Rosie, our trampoline Rosie, the other day uh, that sort of said like she'd been asked by a thousand people what this means as an athlete and and the way that she responded. It's on her Instagram if you want to look it up. How she responded was like, well, it's hard, but it's not really the point and we just need to fight through this. So like if you have Olympic champion, two time Olympic champions saying the Olympics are secondary to everything else right now, I think we need to listen to that as fans of it. Right. And 
I agree that it increasingly barring the one barring I was going to say the caveat to this is and this is not likely from a medical perspective but if some kind of antidote is published and ready to go within a couple months out then maybe you could look for a shorter postponement but I don't know how you possibly can fairly start a games in July when you haven't had half of the teams qualify yet uh, it's what's well, a little more than half 57 percent was the number you yeah, gave there 57 yeah, percent are qualified 43 are not yeah, so really you have, you know, to qualify those other 43%, if you look at the IOC, they're saying that they might, essentially they'd just be saying, giving the spots to people based on rankings. And, and past, that is, past, uh, past results also. So yeah, you look at, for instance, uh, a topic that we've been talking about a lot in our, on our Soccer Today show lately, Olympic qualifying for the men's soccer here in North America, they just give it to the states in Mexico. That's what would happen. And those of us that want Canada or Guatemala or Honduras or whoever to get through would be just SOL. And we'd have to accept that because how else are you going to do it in such a short time frame? It doesn't seem likely. Um, You know, as we've said many times, sports is secondary to what's happening in the world. We have to be safe. We have to be healthy. We have to make sure this is under control, 100%. I mean, I'm reading stories the last couple of days that are starting to concern me for my own health, right? And I'm perfectly healthy right now. So I get it, the fear and why we should be absolutely bang on to this. But at the same time, as I've also said in other platforms, we do need to have hope and we do need to have things to look forward to. Otherwise, people are going to stop doing what they need to do. Uh, Off air, we didn't talk to him on air uh, about it, but off air, Dan was talking about how there's a cherry blossom uh, festival in, in Japan normally this time of year. And he wasn't certain how many people were going to stay away, despite the fact that government was telling them to. They've been exactly. in isolation for three weeks. It's I not get canceled. That. That's the thing is over there, the things are not canceled, but the government is strongly suggesting people not to go, which is comparing to example here in Quebec, which is the most proactive that I've seen the government in what was the last referendum. It's probably the most proactive I've seen this government since 1995. <laughs> they're telling people, like, they're not telling people, like, everything is canceled and it's not up to you. Like, oh, you own a business? Well, guess what? It's closed for now and we'll talk for help <laughs> next week. But right now, yeah. it's not the time. So there's a different response all around the world. You've seen that response. You're seeing that response also of medical teams, research teams trying to find a, a vaccine and trying to find a at least some cure to this virus. The thing is, usually, normally, on a good, regular timeline, you're talking about from nine months to a year. Of course, it's going to be fast-tracked. But to have a vaccine, and to have a vaccine that is widespread enough that you're comfortable putting people together in a large amount of group, that if there's another outbreak, you actually control the vaccine, that's a lot. And in four months, that's a lot. Then you add the training situation of athletes which is not fair for them to ask them to be competing in four months if they're still going to be stuck in self-isolation for two there's a lot of things included to it there's a financial strain there's stress there's a lot of things right now Uh, a lot of people just lost their sponsorship it is the case here on spn it is the case everywhere around the world and it's also the case for athletes who some companies who are sponsoring them just went belly up. So there's a lot of factors that are leading me to say we need to postpone and maybe one year is not even enough. Maybe we're just scratching the surface of this thing. We don't know yet. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, they're unlikely to go two years on a postponement. That's way out uh, in terms of that. Um, But 
I understand where you're coming from there. I, I, I do look, I mean, not to be pie in the sky here, but there is a lot of effort going on right now around the world by very smart people and very capable people to, to find a vaccine. And, you know, they've isolated the genes. They've, they've started some advancements here. There's a trial that started in Seattle. I believe that I believe in science and I believe in scientists and I believe that they will succeed in this endeavor, but you're right. To suggest that they're going to do this, like snap their fingers, it's done, and we're shooting a needle into me tomorrow. No, that's not how that works. It, we're talking this, months down the line. This ain't a Matt Damon movie, fellas. This ain't yeah. a, this ain't on Netflix. Yeah, th- th- this is six eight months away. So that's why. But six eight months away is less than a year. So and that is even that, uh, optimistic, and that is accelerated compared to regular time. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. I was just going to say, like I, I do think that twenty twenty one is realistic to to go because the other part about this too is that look this will not get to zero sum anytime anytime remotely soon we're talking years before this or maybe never unless they get a vaccine that this thing is out there so to get this to zero sum is not the goal here the goal is to get this to a a manageable level that can happen in four six months if we do the stuff we need to do so the olympics i mean it hurts me to have to, but I to accept the idea that they won't be happening this year. But I mean, I I'm long ago sort of understood that instinctively. I don't think you know we did the first show talking about this possibility. What when was it, Kevin? In January or February? In January, and I was like, oh no, it's going to be fine. No, 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 we shouldn't be. Then it evolved, and then now it's well March nineteenth, and I think it's going to be might be the story of the decade, and it's twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, for sure, this is scary stuff. And if we don't get a handle, well, you know, at the very least, we're at least getting a handle on how to do this moving forward. I think the the slow reaction is partly what caused it. But we're getting well, into conversations that no, we're but sick you're of right. hearing about. No, but you're right. You know what I was telling my wife the other day? I was like, in a way, this is kind of like a great, a great uh, uh, rehearsal, a great dress rehearsal for when, like, and like a pandemic that happens that something is a bit more aggressive and a bit more intense and they're they're killing off people well we're actually going to have some uh some practice in isolation yeah it, it it's a harsh way to think about it but yes th- this at least is something that that fatality rate is not like at 10% or something like that it it is manageable as long as you can get it so that the numbers aren't well we all have heard the term by now as long as the curve can be flattened it is somewhat manageable although anything like this of course when it affects human life is is going to be tragic in individual cases as it goes along but as it relates to the olympics you're right. How can we possibly sit here with a straight face and say that we're going to be talking, we're going to be going daily in July? I'll be happy if we're talking about soccer games again by July, let alone well, the Olympics. We'll, we'll be going daily. The thing is, it might not be for a five-rings podcast. That's, that's the question. And also, when the Euro 2020 have already taken the decision to go to 2021, when UEFA has taken the decision backed by FIFA and other instances in around the world to move their big event to 2021, what is the IOC waiting for? In my mind, the longer you wait, the harder you just make everything. If you do it now, you get ahead of that thing. And guess what? In four months' time, if it's all resolved, well, you have a year of wait more and guess your your ratings are going to be even better. I don't know. I think that's what they're afraid of is that three months from now, oh, we overreacted. That's what leads to Italy. That's what leads to Bergamo. 
that's what leads to that thing that thinking and i guess that thinking in the offices of tokyo 2020 is still there considering the olympics well look i I get it to a point. Um, this is a very, very big undertaking, as Dan said in the interview, and and it is not easy to make this decision, and it has happened very quickly. So I'm not going to overly blame them, but they do need to show some leadership now, is what I will say. Like, look, there is threats. People, a lot of people out there that you know, Dan sort of said there's a lot of uh, you know, couch uh, armchair analysts out there that are saying, well, this is simple, simple to snap your fingers and be done, and maybe we can be included in that, but, you know, we aren't, it's not our money, right? It's not our investment. It's under risk here. But um, there is also, I think, some truth to the idea that uh, there is a threat to the Olympic movement by some. Some of those people that are saying that would love to see the Olympics fail because they have a bit of an issue with it related to whatever, and we've talked about these people before on these shows. Uh, that just don't like these big multi-events, these big multinational events, and, and want to see them scaled down and, and are going to look at this as an excuse for, for that. And I think the Olympic movement, if it's to survive that kind of pressure, is this is where they need to react well to this. They need to bend and be open to change and open to things that can show that they're empathetic to the world at large and empathetic to Tokyo as well. Otherwise, these people that have these ideas and these people that have these vendettas against the Olympic movement, and there are people out there that certainly do, they're just going to get more ammunition and they are going to use it to try and continue to threaten this movement increasingly more. You know, it's not going to go away overnight, guys, but they do need to adjust. And we've, this has been a theme of the five rings since day one. The, the IOC needs to modernize and needs to listen to some of the criticism. Otherwise, not in four years, not in eight years, maybe not even 12 or 16 years, but down the line, it might start to fade away, and that would be a real shame. That would be a real shame, and hopefully it's not one of the victims of the coronavirus. There's a lot of businesses, there's some things that are going to be legacy of the coronavirus. Just looking at people working from home and the amount of businesses that are realizing, oh my God, I've been paying for an office for about 200 people for nothing for years. They could have worked from home for all these years. There's going to be a lot of understanding and new understanding of businesses. And a lot of businesses are going to change. Some of them are going to close. Some of them are going to flourish. It's going to be an ever-evolving situation. The thing is, is the IOC going to take a decision soon enough? That's what we're going to see in the next few weeks and months, I guess. I think two months from now is a drop dead point right two months before you you have to add a decision well, taking either yeah. you're going for it or not yeah and as dan says it has to be um they have to be confident that there's not going to be a flare-up while they're there so you have to i think have a, almost a vaccine like, yeah you're right yeah. Or, vaccine or a flare up after everyone month. leaves yeah a <laughs> month of a certain threshold beam something like that like i mean it, it really has to change quickly and i mean things it happened quickly it can change quickly that is possible i don't know why or how but it is I just final thought on it before maybe we end with a little talk of the Euros. Um, this is, uh, there was a Tokyo official that, that called these the cursed Olympics and it was set in stone already. And it's something to think of the 1940 Olympics, which happened to be supposed to be held in Tokyo were canceled, of course, because of world war II. The 1980 Olympics 40 years later were the biggest and most hurtful uh, boycott in Olympic history. The really was just the Eastern Europe games. And now here we are, 40 years after that, Tokyo perhaps having to bump a year. So, so the message what's I would with the 40-year cycle? Don't bid for, yeah, don't bid for 2060. 
So 2060, the Olympics on the moon, don't bet on them. Okay. Yeah. Don't bet exactly. on them. Exactly. I don't know if I'll be around for 2060, but that's well, uh some, we'll see. some shape or form of you will be. Your mind will be downloaded on a tablet somewhere. You might be still alive on someone's phone or something. Exactly. Well, you never know. I could be kicking around still. That's still within the realm of uh, possibility. True. But uh, it's still, it's but, yeah. only forty years, anyways. Dwayne, before we say goodbye, yeah, like I was saying, Euro twenty twenty one. Now Euro twenty twenty is officially done. It is. Um, well, it's going to be Euro twenty twenty one now, um, which was the sensible decision to make. They added an additional complication because of the multiple uh, sites that were in there. There's a lot of people that are pushing back on these multi-sites and saying that this was a bad idea from the beginning. I don't agree with that. I think that multiple sites is a good idea. <laughs> Maybe not 20, but a couple to start, to spread out the burden of these events is a very positive thing. And, um, you know, we're going to see it in 2026 for the World Cup as well uh, with the three countries. And I think that that really is the future, as I've talked about it before on this show. So hopefully that isn't a victim of this. But... It was a sensible thing to do. The complication that um, they are now facing is it's going to crush the calendar even more uh, 2021, and then you're only a year away from the World Cup as well. So that's a lot of st- very high-level soccer in back-to-back years, which could be fun. <laughs> and then the, the, the other Euro right after, too. So you'll basically have, like, three big tournaments in four years. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of something, I guess, to look forward to. A long, a long time away now. Um, the the other complication I was going to say, though, of course, is on the women's side of the game, where the women's Euro is scheduled for next year already. How do you have the the men's Euro at the same time and or very close to it and not take away from the women's game? And I think that's something that hopefully UEFA will give some serious consideration for when they are planning these exact dates uh, for Euro 2021 now, because... It is um, important to not lose the momentum of last year's Women's World Cup uh, to, to to this and, and to allow them to have time to shine. You know, we said on, the, on Soccer Today, I said anyway, that perhaps the way to do it would be to have sort of a, a three weeks of a lot of soccer where you have a, a staggered day. So you go, say, a 12 noon kickoff local time, a 2 o'clock kickoff game, a 4 o'clock kickoff game, a 6 o'clock and an 8 o'clock and all days through the ga- group stages where you're rotating between men, women, men, women. I think you might have a chance to actually get audiences to grow off of that if you were to do that and, and provide you know the well-needed um, attention to, to what is a very good tournament, the women's uh, Euro... Uh, and the last one, Holland won that. It was uh, one of the one of the better competitions I've seen in the last four years. A very compelling tournament indeed. So, so hopefully they can get that figured out, Kevin. And hopefully the Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee takes a decision soon. On that note, you can follow Dwayne on social media at Twenty Fourth Minutes. You can follow myself at Kev Laramie and this show, Fabrics Podcast. You thanks to Dan for his time today. Dan Orlovich, you can follow his work on the Japan Times, and I follow Japan Times on social media. It's a great way to to get excited about Tokyo 2012. It was a great way to get excited to Tokyo 2020. But on that note, until next time, wash your hands, wash your phones, and don't worry too much.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.